This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Yes, and welcome to WFUV's NFL Friday podcast. Thank you for joining us on this Christmas Eve. Eve? <laughs> I am your host, Reed Horner, and thanks to Alexander Graham Bell's invention of the telephone, we are also happily joined by Vinny DeBellis, and who can forget the sore-throated Kristen Goey, <laughs> behind-the-glass running producer and host for today's show. How are you doing, Christian? Um, I'm going to try to do my MJ performance, pushing through the, fl- the flu game, but this is the sore throat game. Uh, in radio, that's a pretty important component of being able to do radio is your throat, is your voice. So it, it would be like having a broken leg. Yeah, no excuses, no excuses. See, that really hurt right there, but I'm going to push through. <laughs> Vinny, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Happy holidays to everyone. Happy excited holidays, for the game. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for a lot of things this week. Amazing show we have for you. We're going to get into last night's Giants and Eagles game, uh, give you your Giants report. We have fantasy, obviously, championship week for a lot of fantasy owners, so this is probably the most important week for you guys. Of course, we've got to cover the Jets. Playoffs are right around the corner, so we're going to do playoff predictions. And then, of course, give you our weekly picks. So, without further ado, you guys ready to get into some Giants football? Yes, sir. Let's do it. So before we get into the Giants' 24-19 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to hear from our Giants beat reporter, Tom Scabelli, and his Giants report. After a win against Detroit and a loss in Philly, the Giants are oh so close to a playoff spot but have yet to punch their ticket. It's been an eventful week for the Giants. They've played two games in just five days, the first being an impressive win over Detroit. The surprising 9-4 Lions just couldn't get anything going against this Giants defense. Detroit managed just 6 points and 324 yards. Even with Jason Pierre-Paul out and Janoris Jenkins leaving early with a back injury, the Giants were able to force two turnovers and pressure Matt Stafford all game. There are no more questions about how good this big blue defense is. On offense, Odell Beckham Jr. was spectacular as usual, and the rest of the offense did just enough, adding up to a 17-6 Giants win. Thursday, however, was not nearly as good for the Giants. With a chance to clinch a playoff spot in Philly, the Giants couldn't seal the deal. The G-Men dug themselves in an early hole that they just couldn't climb out of. The Eagles offense scored fast, and then Eli threw a pick six, putting Philly up 14-0 just halfway through the first quarter. The defense, still without JPP and Jenkins, did play well for the rest of the game, and the Giants made it close, but the offense just couldn't get it done. The Giants made it 24-19 and got the ball back with a minute and a half to go, but Eli Manning just didn't have the clutch drive that he usually has in him. He overthrew Beckham on what would have been a game-winning touchdown, and then underthrew Will Ty for his third pick of the day, securing the Eagles' win. While Giant fans keep counting on playoff Eli to show up, his play this season has to be concerning. Speaking of the playoffs, the Giants can still get in this week as long as one of the Lions, Packers, Bucks, or Falcons lose. So the Giants still do have a great chance of making the playoffs, but they have to focus on getting healthy and improving the offense if they want to make a serious run. With this week's Giants report, I'm Tom Scabelli, WFUV Sports. So another great weekly report from Tom Scabelli. 
I'm going to go to you, Vinny, first. Initial thoughts on the Giants' disappointing 24-19 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, I think there are positives that you could take from it. Obviously, a lot of negatives. Um, I thought, considering the fact that they were down defensively, and it's supposed to be a team that this year relies on the defense as sort of their go-to thing, um, they, they came out sluggish. They, they dug themselves too big a hole. And um, the, the defense stopped Philly a lot in that fourth quarter and gave him chances. But uh, at the end of the day, it just seemed like uh, offensively, when they get into the red zone, settling for a field goal almost every time, uh, just couldn't convert in the red zone. And I like Beckham's playmaking ability a lot throughout the game. He was huge. But uh, Eli's picks late uh, really hurt him. And they, they just got to find a way to convert when in the red zone they're the other team knows they're trying to go to Beckham. Other guys got to step up for them and ha- have a different type of plan in the red zone if they want to win into January. You know. Yeah, I mean, just way way too many mistakes on the Giants' part. Um, you know, three interceptions from Manning. The the pick six early was was really big. Put them down fourteen nothing. But I, I you know I personally don't read too much into this game. It's in Philly. It's a rivalry game. They have a tough time beating Philly. Wentz. I, I really like Carson Wentz and his future. I'm not giving the Giants a pass. I still think they're going to make the playoffs, as Tom said in his report. They only need, you know, the Bucks, to, Buccaneers to lose, or they need the Packers or the Lions or the Falcons to lose. Um, now they could all win, and it could be bad for the Giants going into Week 17 in Washington. But to me, that's unlikely. I still think, think the Giants will get into the playoffs, and and it's anybody's uh, Super Bowl from there. I mean. I think the Patriots will get in, but for the NFC, you know, it's a bit of a toss-up. Although the Cowboys have been great and the Seahawks have been are, are a legitimate contender, you know, the Giants can definitely get there. So I still think you you can keep your head up if you're the Giants. But um, yeah, I mean, like last night, it, it wasn't surprising that they lost. It was it was a tough game to win given all their mistakes. I actually have a bold Giants prediction that we can get into later Let's in this it. segment. No, uh, later, later. Come on. No okay, way. you're gonna keep us on. Uh, Don't know what a tease is, Christian. <laughs> anyway, tease. But last night's game, I think I'm with Christian more that it's not. You don't have too much to take away from it. I think it's a big deal that they did have two games in five days. That should not be understated. Right. I also think we saw a Giants team come in that was a little complacent. You know, they're they're not guaranteed to make the playoffs, but they're a little comfortable. They're ten and five now after that loss, and like you said, barring every single one of those teams winning, they're pretty much getting in. And yeah, their offense didn't show up in Philadelphia. Rivalry game; those games will always be close because of how well the teams know one another. No matter how good the rosters are. And Eli Manning and the Giants offense just couldn't come back late in the game. Right. Well well look at look at it for, for the Giants. Tampa Bay is visiting New Orleans. That is not an easy game for Tampa. A rivalry game in New Orleans against a top flight offense. Atlanta's in Carolina who came off a good win against Washington. Carolina's much better than their record. That's another rivalry game. The Packers, um the pa- well, Detroit. I'll start off with Detroit. Is the Monday night game that's in Dallas? That's not a, not a very good game for Detroit. And uh, the Packers, I guess, are the team that's kind of like the shoe in to win. Um, trying to figure out who they're who who are the Packers. Packers play Minnesota yeah, Saturday yes, one p.m. Yeah, they're hosting Minnesota. So I think the Packers will win, but. The other three teams could very easily well, they're lose. They're all rivalry games, so someone's going to drop one right, of those games, right. specifically speaking. Right, but I think the Packers are the only game that, that I could see winning 
for sure. I mean, the other three, I could see three losses out of those three out of those four four games, and that's good for the Giants. You only need one of them. So if exactly. I'm the Giants, I'm feeling good about the playoffs. And like I said, once you're in the playoffs, it's all that matters. The Giants have proven time and time again that they can get hot when it matters. Um, and they're a threat. They're a serious threat. I've been down on the Giants all season saying they're they're not what their record is. They're a very fake 10-win team. But they're starting to prove me wrong because they find a way to win games. And that's really all that matters. When you can find a way to win games even when you're not playing at your best, that says a lot. Yeah, transitioning from last night's game to the future, Vinny, what do you think about this Giants playoff potential, let's say? Let's, let's assume they're going to make the playoffs. What can they do once they get into the postseason? I mean, it's reminded me so much of these uh, past teams, the two Super Bowl runs uh, recently with very strong defense. They get in as like a five or six and pull some upsets, and a few games later are are Super Bowl champs. Now, I'm not sure they're definitely going to be able to do all that, but I see a lot of parallels from this team with with past teams. Obviously, Eli's been there for all of them. Uh, Strong defense. There's a lot of turnover, and receiving core is different, but... Um, I think Beckham's big with that playmaking ability. I know people have been down on the offense the whole year with Eli's inconsistencies, but um, I, I like especially the, the matchups that they may get in the playoffs. If they face the Lions, I think that's very favorable um, considering they, they beat them recently. I, I like the way the Giants looked in that game. And then if they see the Cowboys, I, Giants fans have got to be happy about that. The only team that has given Dallas trouble the whole year so there's definitely a path for them to get there um it's just going to be whether Eli can turn on that switch as he he has in past years and whether the defense gets healthy and is able to play full strength I completely agree with you and I was thinking along the same lines as you guys about this team comparing them to past championship teams that had somewhat underwhelming regular season performances and I think it's time to reveal my big uh Statement. Oh, it's about to. Uh, that was such a oh, long man. tease. If I win, I'm, uh, you know, gotta give the people what they want. My bold prediction, I think, for the year is that the Giants are gonna make the Super Bowl this year. I before you guys say right. anything, I went back and did numbers research comparing them to the 2008 team, 2012 team, both 2007, 2011 regular season teams. Statistically, how they matched up in 2007, they were 10 and six, and 11, they were nine and seven. But what is very telling is that their record against the AFC was very, very similar. They were also both second and first in the NFC. So all three of the teams, including the team this year, had a winning record against the AFC. All three teams were defensively led. We now, like we know this team. This team's defense is legit no matter how bad their offense is. They're third in points allowed, 12th in yards allowed overall. They can get it done on the defensive side of the ball. And three in all three seasons, I compared Eli's numbers. Now, Eli has not been great, but he wasn't great those past two years. In 07, he had a 73.9 passer um, rating. In 11, he had 92.9. This year, 86.2. Perfectly in the middle. 23 TDs in 07, 29 in 11, 26 this year. 56 passing completion, 61 passing completion, and this year 63 passing completion. So all of those numbers are very similar. These so, te- so are you saying it's going to be Patriots, Giants, round three? I think I, this is exactly what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I think the ironic thing about this entire season will be the first year we don't have a Manning, we are still going to have a Manning-Brady uh, matchup. Okay, so is if, if the Patriots beat, I mean, if the Patriots lose to the Giants for a third time, does that just completely negate their dynasty? 
Like the, winning four but losing three to the New York Giants. Is that just like just completely uh, destroy their legacy? No, I think it would be kind of like how Superman's still thought of as a superhero, but there is kryptonite. You okay, know, there is a way right, to be I like him. that. I think a Giants win in the Super Bowl this year. Now we're really getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. but I think yeah, a Giants <laughs> win in the Super Bowl would be more about opening the door to the Hall of Fame for sure for Eli Manning and less about Tom Brady and okay. the Patriots being hurt. Vinny, I need to know what do you think about my bold yeah, exactly. prediction? Giants, Patriots, I, I like Super Bowl. It. I think it's very possible. I'd love it. You know, I, I think especially around here, what would be more ratings wise, hype wise, better than Pat's Giants Part Three, and like you, you touched on it about um, Eli. I, I do think it says more about Eli than it does about Brady. Although the competitor Brady is, he's gonna if if that happens for a third time, he will, will not be too happy about it. But um, yeah, I mean for Brady to get three over the the um, most dominant dynasty of the 21st century maybe in the past would be incredible. Now, there's a lot that needs to happen before then, but look, we've seen it happen uh, two times before, so why not again, you know? Eli's the antithesis of his brother. Decent yeah. regular season quarterback, amazing postseason quarterback. Yeah. So we'll see. Great game last night. Hopefully we'll have even better games coming up now for the most narcissistic transition in podcast history. Here, I, here is myself... <laughs> With on fantasy. Fan- on fantasy. Yep, championship week. Who do you want to start? It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. So the week has finally come, everybody. All those long days of drafting and evaluating players have come down to this championship week, week 16. I'm here to help I think I'm in out. the championship for our league, for the FUV league. Well, by the fact that you just said, I think, you maybe you're not the I, most I mean, I just, I've, I've, just been cru- I've just been cruising all season long that I've just, <laughs> I just forgot about the game. I would think when you're such a transcendent <laughs> NFL mind as yourself, Christian, you don't need to try hard. I, I don't. This is easy. It's just, like, it's just like Eli in the Super Bowl versus the Pats. Just like you're, you're playing checkers while everyone else is playing chess. I know. I got I know. you. So anyways, back to the... Fantasy like a segment. Who do you guys want to start this week? So, I'm assuming if you already have your starting quarterback, but if you don't and you're deciding between two, I have a quarterback for you. He is Kirk Cousins. Now, in a recent interview with Mike Shanahan, the man who drafted Cousins, uh, he was on Fox Sports' Colin Coward show, and he actually compared Cousins to Drew Brees. And the team from Washington is also coming off of two losses, which would make you think initially that, oh my God, they suck. But no, they're in the hunt for the playoffs, and they're going to be hungry for this win. On top of that, they're going against a Chicago team that, despite their name, does not have a quote-unquote Bears-like defense. Expect Cousins to come out firing and expect him to put up good numbers in a game that his team must win. Now, running back, DeMarco Murray, I cannot stress this name enough to you guys. The Titans this week, again, are fighting for a playoff wild card spot. And they are a, a very unique team in the NFL, as in they're a run-first team. Their coaches said that we are going to run the ball down the throats of our opponents. So expect the Titans to run, run, and run some more this week. They're the third-ranked rushing team in the league. DeMarco Murray last week against the Chiefs had 141 yards, and he gets the majority of the carries for the team. So he's a must-start for me. And last but not least, Julio Jones, the wide receiver. Can't go wrong with him. Well, I, I'm not trying to surprise anyone, but he's coming off an injury, so I've gotten some people asking me, like, oh, maybe is he really going to be good? 
Don't worry about it. The Atlanta Falcons are the number one scoring offense in the league with the third most passing yards. Ryan's number one option. And the Panthers' secondary sucks. They may be good in yeah. other aspects, but they should have signed Josh Norman. They should have done a lot of things, but they're the 32nd passing yard. They have the 32nd defense in passing yards allowed, the exact worst. So don't be afraid of his injuries. Start Cousins, Murray, and Julio Jones, and you can send me a thank you later for why you won your championship later. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, like I love it. the Cousins pick. Yeah, I think uh, I've actually been struggling with the entire season. Drafted Cam Newton early, and Cousins is a backup, and Cam has never really come around. I've been playing Cousins recently, and he, he's been big. You know, he's started off a little slow, but after those first two or three weeks, he's he's been incredible. Throws the ball a lot. That breeze comparison, I, I see a lot of similarities. Well, you know what with Cousins, though? I think you're overestimating going to Chicago in that weather. Um, Chicago's playing better football lately. They gave a Green Bay a run for their money. They almost beat Green Bay last week. Cousins, I understand the pick, but I actually think there's significant risk to uh, starting Cousins this week in Chicago in that windy city um, against a team that's playing a little bit better. I don't think it's going to be as easy for Cousins. I'm not saying just surefire. If you have a Brady or a high-level quarterback like that, you start them over him. But yeah. if you're deciding between two quarterbacks like a Vinny, with, uh, for example, with Newton and Cousins, I would go with Cousins. Right. I still think he's the better option. And might be a little bit of an edge you guys need for your championship week. But um, So you got Cousins, Jones, and Murray? DeMarco Murray, DeMarco, I love yeah. that pick. Murray, yeah. I really. Well, he's think... been great all year. He really has. What a bounce back year for him after a tough stint in Philly with Chip. Well, Keller. I think he's also proved that his success in Dallas wasn't just because of the offensive line, which many have said after Philly. Right? He can be a great running back in this league when Definitely. given the ball enough. So, um, yep, that's all I have for you guys. All right, you want to get into uh, some Jets, 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 Jets football? Uh, do I want to? <laughs> and, but we we should, shouldn't we? Yes. So we are in New York City, so contractually obligated to cover the other team of this city. Before we get started, though, Christian Goey, I believe we have his Jets report for this week. We do. Here it is. A 34-13 loss at home to Miami has sent this Jets team to 4-10. It was another dismal primetime performance. At the half, the Jets were down just three points. Then in the third quarter, we saw the same mistake-prone team we've been watching all season. The Dolphins rattled off 21 points in the third, including a blocked punt that was picked up for a touchdown. More concerning were the hits Bryce Petty took. Petty actually looked pretty good, aside from the two interceptions he threw. His highlight was a beautiful 40-yard touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson early in the game. But he got lit up late in the game when Cameron Wake and Ndamukong Sue came free off the line to sandwich him. There were fears that it could have caused lung damage. Fortunately, Petty is fine and suffered just a chest bruise. As if this team couldn't have any more negativity around them, an inappropriate pregame Snapchat video from Sheldon Richardson was revealed a couple days later. He appeared to be downplaying the game, but it's hard to tell what he actually said. Either way, it's a bad look for the team and for Richardson. He's been suspended twice by the league already, and his trade value is dwindling down to nothing despite being a pro bowler. Here is Bowles on the matter. We don't condone what he did. He didn't go out and rob a bank. He didn't shoot anybody. He said two foul words on Snapchat in the day of Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything you say in the line of business we're in is detrimental to the team. We don't condone it. We don't want it. It was a mistake on his part. He understands that. He was remorseful. We handled it internally. 
As for tomorrow's Christmas Eve matchup in New England, it's going to be a bloodbath. The Patriots are a 16.5 point favor, and rightfully so. Right now, I've got the Patriots going to the Super Bowl. With a rookie and Bryce Petty facing a Belichick coach team, it won't be pretty. 38-10 Patriots is my final score. Happy holidays, Jets fans. Covering the... I'm Christian Goey, WFUV Sports. Another great report, Christian. Thank <laughs> you for that. The Jets right now are 4-10 and ten with four more wins than they should have. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, that's cold. That's, I don't know about that. I, I, I think I remember you saying they were actually a pretty good team on paper before the season started. Yeah, I know they were, but they've proven uh, that paper means nothing when you can't play on the field. Anyway, so they're going to go up against the Patriots I mean, this week. Before we get into breaking down that matchup, Christian, then I'll go to Vinny. I want to, I want, I've been curious. You probably know more about this team, have been closer to this team than anyone here at the station. What are your overall thoughts now that the year's almost come to an end about Todd Bowles and, and his future as a, as a coach for this team? Well, you know, I try not to be too harsh with, with Bowles. I, he was a good defensive coordinator with, with Arizona, so, you know, you don't want to be a typical Jets uh, fan and see fire your coach and then see him go off to be a great coordinator for another team, which I think would be possible if they fired Bowles. But I, I think he's got good football acumen, but you know, I made made up my mind with Bowles week 17 last season when they didn't beat Buffalo and uh, for the playoffs on the line. Um, when you don't beat Buffalo, an 8-8 eight and eight kind of team, they ended up being 8-8 eight and eight after that win, with the playoffs on the line, I mean, you can't motivate your players to win that game. You manage the clock as poorly as he did. You have as bad a game plan as he did. And then you bring it all the way into this season. And they're so undisciplined. They make so many mistakes week after week. And he's taken full blame. Credit to Todd Bowles for saying, look, it starts with me. I'm the head coach. I take full blame of this. You know, that's that's admirable. But admirable. But the way this team is played, I don't see... I, you know you know how I know Todd Bowles is not the answer? I can't tell you what trait makes him a great coach. You know, you mm. can't say he's a great defensive mind anymore. You can't say he brings anything to the offensive aspect of the game. You can't say he's a great motivator. You can't say he makes great decisions with the clock. What can you say Todd Bowles brings to the table? When you can't define one trait to him that makes him a great coach, when you can't say he has this identity and he brings this to the team, that's a big-time negative. So that's why... I understand people saying he should be fired. I get it, and I and I honestly would not be surprised, and I wouldn't be disappointed in it. But I also understand bringing him back, bringing him back. It's only been two years. They had one good season. They didn't make the playoffs. Ten wins. You're hoping maybe if he gets a quarterback, things will fall into place, and the Jets will live up to expectations like they were supposed to this year. I think you really hit the nail on the head with that, Todd Bowles. Not horrible, but not special. And I also think the way he handles the media or his interviews, he has all of the char- char- charisma of Bill Belichick. But the, That's a uh, good thing. But the record of uh, Rex Ryan. So I don't. Right. I. I. And I exact. I know exactly what you mean. My only question would be, if you get rid of him, it's the. It's very hard nowadays to get good college football coaches into the NFL just because of how much they get paid at big time programs. Mm-hmm. I would just be hesitant with Jet fans is don't get rid of him if you do not have a good replacement. But, Vinny, Todd Bowles, what are your initial thoughts now after some good time with the Jets? Hey, Christian, I think you brought up a great point with uh, the Buffalo loss last year. I think if that if that game goes another way, then he kind of buys himself a little bit more time. Right. But especially considering that it was two wrecks and it was uh, the se- second time they lost them that year, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, so – 
So that's got to hurt, and I think that sort of put him on the hot seat this year to begin with. And, I mean, obviously he doesn't have a lot to work with, but going 4-10 and 10 there d- doesn't help. And just the, the lack of passion that I'm hearing, e- even in that, uh, the clip that you just played a few minutes ago. I hate hearing him just, speak. <laughs> it's just, he sounds just, uh, it's, a, it's a drone, just he's, he's <laughs> fed up with the, the current situation, understandably, but I, I think... I don't know. It, it just sounds like I, the type of thing where it might, might be time to part ways and move in a different direction and the thing, just to get fans off his back, you know? Yeah, no, Vinny, I completely agree. And, you know, the thing is, like, when I say, you know, he needs a good quarterback maybe, that that's true. I, I really do believe, you know, Todd Bowles, if you give him a good quarterback, maybe things are different. Any any coach will succeed if you give him a really a great quarterback. Um, but he's a defensive mind, and when they give up, what they give up defensively, and they make sixth in points allowed. Yeah, and they give up as many mistakes. They make so many mistakes every week. I mean, just boneheaded, busted coverages. They don't get any. They don't get any coverage on the uh, pressure on the quarterback. It, it, it seems every week, and they have a legitimate defensive line on paper. Leonard Williams is a Pro Bowl alternate. He's been the only bright spot defensively. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson have been so bad at getting to the quarterback, less than five sacks combined. So, you know, <laughs> you know, you have all these great players, yet they're not producing. You're busting coverages. You're giving up too many points on terrible plays. It's got to start with the coach. I mean, it's got to start at the top, and Bowles has said that. And, you know, honestly... It, it, you have to believe it's coaching at this point because I, with players like they have, they should not be this bad. I will just say before we get into the game against the Patriots, I completely agree that he's not the man for the Jets, but I feel like they they should hold on to him until they find someone that they know is definitively going to bring them into the future. Yeah, you know, you know, I like Harbaugh. Obviously, I don't think he'll leave Michigan. Um, he not definitely not for the Jets. He may leave for LA, well, but you know, not even. I don't then. know about that. You know, it's an attractive I, I offer know. to get money to go to New York and coach an NFL New York team. Market. Yeah, exactly. not Tim Tebow. He's, he's but I think the Jets actually have a very good team on paper going forward. I think they have a nucleus. I just think it just it suffered this year because Fitzpatrick was terrible. The de- the schedule was really really tough. They got in a hole. And it just compounded into, and it snowballed into what it is I, right now. I completely agree. I, th- I still think they're a good team on paper. I think they lack two major areas on their team. They don't have a quarterback, which they need. Maybe Romo comes in. Who knows? And they don't have a leader in their head coach, which I think they need. Right, and, and that's why I said if, if like, a Harbaugh, um, you get, the, get a leader in him, and maybe you get a quarterback in the offseason, I think the Jets are a playoff team, actually, with those two things. I think Especially they all, in the AFC. Right. So um, I, noticed, I know I said that coming into this year, but I think – Fitz showed what he is, and Bowles possibly showed what he is too. Um, so it'll be it'll be a very interesting offseason for the Jets as usual. So I guess spiritually for the Jets, the season is over. But actually, they have a game coming up against their division rivals, the Patriots. Um, one team has no chance in the playoffs. The other one is a Super Bowl favorite. Vinny, what are your initial thoughts about maybe let's say what the Jets have to do to win this game against the Patriots? So to win this game, I think a lot of things have to go right. Um, the defense has to show up, and the the players who are getting paid to as, as defensive stars have have to come and not give up twenty plus points as they have the past four weeks. But I, I just don't see that happening. I, I can't really see a Jets win under any any circumstance here. I think Brady and, and the Pats are just 
too strong. They're they're on that Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, Christian's pick that's what thirty eight to ten sounds yeah, about right to 10. me. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I don't know. I I can't see a win here. And as a Jets fan, I I could see. I I don't know if any of them are really rooting for a win here. You know. Right. To improve the draft draft status. I mean, I'm a Jets fan, and and. I say this to all fellow Jets fans, this game is very important. Everybody wants to say this game doesn't matter. Look, wins are detrimental to the franchise at this point. It is a monumental loss to lose um, one pick in the order. You know, Right now, if you're the Jets, you want to try to be top three or top five in the draft. If you don't want to win this game, you want to try and get a Leonard Fournette. You want to try to get a franchise changer. The Jets need as many good players as they can get going forward. So... I, this is a huge game for the Jets. They want to lose this game, if you ask me, for sustainable long-term term success. Um, and look, you want to see how Petty plays going into New England. This is another game where you get to evaluate Bryce Petty. Whether, whatever you think of him, it's a good opportunity to see what he has against a division rival and a great team in the Patriots. So this is a big game. Jets fans should not... I understand them being down, but this is a game you should pay attention to. It means a lot to the future. And Todd Bowles has shown that he doesn't really look to the future. He's, he, I believe he played Fitzpatrick too much this season. Petty should have, I agree with you, gotten Petty, a lot more stats, yeah. snaps. I will say, though, I think you guys are taking the Jets for granted. Now, this is a division game. They won, and they, the Patriots also beat them in Week 12, 22-7, thanks to a Malcolm Mitchell last-minute touchdown catch. It was a close game. Right, and that's true. the Patriots are going into the playoffs now. I would say they're not that motivated to win, but if they win this game and Oakland loses, they do clinch the first seed in the playoffs, which is important. But I think oh, I don't I don't want to give away my my prediction for the score, but I think the Jets need to come out and they're going to put Bryce Petty in and they're going to pass heavy. They're going to go right. in the air, they're going to want to show what he can do, and the pa- the weakest part about this Patriots team is their secondary. Now, the Jets need to be unpredictable. You have nothing to lose, and that is a scary thing if you're the Patriots going up against a team that has nothing to lose. If I'm the Jets, I'm doing flea flickers. I'm going for it on fourth down. I'm going for twos. I'm giving onsides kicks. Like I am getting the Patriots uncomfortable. And on top of that, I think the Patriots are going to come out with a vanilla offensive and defensive okay. scheme. You know what I mean? They don't want to give too much away. Look. So they're not going to—I'm not going to say they're going to try and lose— but what I'm saying is that they put Tom Brady on the injury report, for example. They're not going to come out and give the Jets their all because they don't need to. Well, the Jets could take advantage of that. I, and this is not against Bryce Petty. He's a rookie quarterback going into New England um, against against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And to me, that just you're all you, you've already taken a loss before the games even started. I think the Patriots, according to ESPN stats and information, are 38 and 11 against rookie quarterbacks. Um, wow. since, since 2001. So, you know, I don't see how the Jets can win. I understand what you're saying, Reed. If they're unpredictable, they make a few plays, Patriots come out a little lackadaisical, maybe like underestimating the Jets. Sure, it could be closer than we think. But in the end, why Tom do I Brady feel like, wins. Why do I feel like I'm defending the Jets and you're going pro-Patriots? I'm just, I, you know, I'm just being realistic. Over the past I, I three, you want the draft over the past three years, guys, they've split the season series every year. The Jets always find a I way. No, but the this is not. This is not every year. I mean, they they have a rookie quarterback going into Foxborough. To me, it's going to be tremendously difficult to win this game. And I think the Pats come out sharp too. I, the Brady and Belichick just love beating up on on the Jets. I I don't think this is one they take for granted. I could see maybe against the Bills in two weeks the Pats coming out with that attitude, but there's too much heat in this rivalry for them to kind of 
sleepwalk through it, in my opinion. Vinny, quickly, you got a score for me? Uh, I'm going to go maybe a little closer than that 38-10. I'll go uh, to, uh, 28-14, Pat. All right. I have 27-24 Jets. <laughs> okay. Wait. wait. I think you're, the Jets are going to win. You're, yeah. You think the Jets are going to win the I game? Do. I do. I wow. do. Wow. Oh, no, I buried the headline, guys. Sorry. But we got to get going to fans. That's more of a bold prediction than the Giants in the Super Bowl. If no way. Right. No way. No way. Trust me. I know both these teams pretty well. Not as well as you, obviously. But I know the Patriots. I, I'm just saying. I, I think the Giants are less of a bold prediction considering they've gone in there the past 10 years I'm twice. not trying to make bold predictions. I'm trying to make the right ones. All right. Fair enough. Difference That's not them. a right one, but we'll see. We'll see. No, we'll see. It, it is the right <laughs> one. Anyways, guys, <laughs> our next fantasy segment, I don't have an intro. I'll just go right into it, right? I'll, I'll intro you. Here's Reed Horner on who to sit this week in fantasy. Why, thank you, Christian. And welcome, oh. everybody, <laughs> to your fantasy stardom, sit and sleepers. Right now, we're going to be That was so focused. corny. I feel so bad. I actually just I wish that. I could do voices, like impersonations, you know, like 1950s game right. shows. Well, right. But I have no ability to manipulate We'll just keep it voice. with the football talk. So who, who are you sitting? I'm sitting, or you guys should be sitting more likely, <laughs> at quarterback, Marcus Mariota. We talked earlier. Oh, I have him. I have him. Yeah, well, he should be sitting for you. We talked earlier about the DeMarco Murray running the, the ball a lot, and the Titans will be running the ball heavily. They're fighting for a playoff spot and they will be following their game plan of run first so Mariota will not have as many opportunities to get fantasy points as you may like now I'm not there's a difference between ha- having a good performance and having a good fantasy performance I don't think Mariota's going to suck I think he's not going to have a great fantasy performance and in the last Fair enough. in the last two games he's played he's combined for scoring a just listen to this, 12.6 fantasy points in the last two games combined and on top of that while as bad as the Jaguars are it's mostly their offense. Their defense is actually pretty good. So all those combined, unless you were desperate, I would sit Mariota. At running back, this is kind of cheating, but, but they're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville has a pretty good defense. Did you not hear my points? I'm telling you. I, 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 I heard your points. I just, it's if, just Jacksonville. If you don't want to believe the truth, don't. All right. I but it's fine. All right. <laughs> I, you don't want to follow me to the promised land. You don't have to come. I'm not going to drag you there. <laughs> but right. we're going. I mean, I didn't get to the championship for no reason. Yeah, I was going to say he's a playoff team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the reason was luck. You said it yourself. Anyways. Oh, wow. And not Andrew Luck. I didn't say that. Anyways, going to running back. This is kind of cheating, but I'm not going for a single play. I'm going for any Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back at all. They don't have a definitive running back as of now. They split between three of them. Doug so Martin, I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't expect any of them to get enough touches to really make an impact for your team, especially in the championship game. I wouldn't take a risk there. On top of that, Winston's really coming into his own as a franchise quarterback, and they're going to look to pass more again. They're another uh, team that's in the hunt for the playoff spot. And the Saints are the 31st passing defense in the league compared to 13th in rushing D. So that just reinforces more about why I believe the Buccaneers are going to want to pass more than the running backs. So the running backs will have less options against a good defense, and there's three of them to split between. All right. Stay away from the running Who's backs. Who's your last one? My wide receiver is A.J. Green. Now, I know that's counterintuitive because he's probably the best receiver in the league, one of the best. One of the best. Coming the off best. a serious hamstring injury, I believe that's something it takes a little bit to come back from. The Bengals have nothing to play for. I don't really believe um, in Dalton, and they're playing against a Texans team that's, again, fighting for a playoff spot. If you need to start him, start him. But if you're, again, debating whether you should or not, go ahead and sit green and uh, tell him Reed told you to do it. All right. Uh, I like those. I mean, uh, A.J. Green, you got way ahead of yourself, is not the best receiver in the league. One he's, of the best. He's, he's, one he of the, he's one of the best, yes. That's what I said, one of the best. Top well, five. You originally said top five, you, top you five, backtracked. Top five. You backtracked, but that's all right. That's oh, all right. Wow. Okay, you didn't call me out for that. <laughs> He'd be the best if he was on a team that didn't have Andy Dalton. 
You don't want to say oh, that. Oh, Going yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys, Vinny, any thoughts on my fantasy before we get into the playoffs? Um, I think Green is a must play always. Um, Mariota, I think that's interesting. I do like the matchup for Mariota, so I, I don't know about that one. I might play him, but once again, depends Logic. on who. You- <laughs> I love the adjective interesting. When if anyone side note ever says something that you've done or told them is interesting, they don't it. like it or agree yeah. with you, but they don't want to offend you. It's Very fine. True. Vinny, I can take it. I can take it. Yeah. Because yeah. in the end I believe I'm going to be right. And I love rubbing it in people's faces. Okay. Anyways. We'll see. So, let's we're done with the uh, So we're going to do playoffs now, right? This is the exciting part. It is week 16 as I said. So the playoffs are right around the corner, guys. And we're going to do what we do best here and that is playoff. predict who gets in. But yeah, who gets in? Who, how far are they going to well, go? Let's. How about we just do who gets in right now? You want to do that? Yeah, let's just do who gets in because I don't think it's fair to predict it just yet. Like, that's like next week and then the week I, after we'll, we'll like pick yeah, who gets the Super and Bowl. It's building a prediction. Plus, off we, of a prediction. We, we, I think, already, we already kind of said who's going to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's start off with the AFC. Then Vinny, I'm going to go with you. What do you think the AFC playoff picture is going to look like? All right. Uh, I'm going sort of conventional here. I like the Pats. Number one seed, followed by the Raiders, um, Steelers at three. Um, four, I'm going to go uh, Colts, actually. I think the Colts take the division away from the Texans. Oh, wow. So Colts four, uh, Chiefs five, and um, let's go Titans six. Titans take it away from the Dolphins, but behind strong week for Mariota. So that's my AFC picture. Even with more? Remember, Tannehill's not the quarterback. Matt Moore's in. You you believe him? You trust him enough to get into the playoffs? Uh, um, yeah. You know, I yeah. I'm I'm, I'm gonna make it. Uh, try, try to switch things up here a little bit because I I don't want to go every everyone who's currently in right now. Yeah, I I like those picks actually. I, I'm gonna say Mariota and the Titans win the division. They're gonna win the South. The Chiefs are going to be a wild card, and I think the Dolphins are going to are going to stay in as a wild card as well. I have the Chiefs and the Dolphins in a wild card. Titans, Steelers, Raiders, and the Patriots. Well, I would assume the Patriots. Right? Yeah, we all assume the Patriots. Yeah. I'm kind of with you guys. I have the Patriots, Raiders, Steelers, but then I have um, the Titans actually winning the division. Yeah. And then I have the Chiefs getting into the wild card because we can get a side note last week's show. I got so mad about the fact that the Chiefs are even in the wild card about how. Anyways, that's a whole different discussion. But then I think I don't believe Vinny's correct in saying the Dolphins are going to make the wild card. I actually believe the Colts are going to make it. Now, I know that Colts team is horrendous in many areas of their both offense and defensive uh, personnel. But I think Andrew Luck's still a transcendent talent, and he doesn't get enough credit for how much he carries oh, he's an team. amazing player. I think he's going to carry them just enough to get into the wild card. They're going to lose to the Chiefs, I believe, but they'll be in there. Yeah, so we we all don't have the Broncos, the defending champs, making the playoffs. No, I think it's just such a quarterback-driven league now. Defense is important, and the Broncos have that, but you can only get so far if you have... I like Simeon, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. They've lost way too many crucial games. Last week was crucial against Well, whenever I'm on the borderline of choosing between two teams, I usually, the tiebreaker is who is the more dynamic quarterback, right? Right, right. Any any thoughts, Vinny, that you may think are uh, interesting? Yeah, I I like the the Broncos. I mean, they could could get hot considering um, if, if they were to get in. You saw what they did last year, obviously, so... Kind of a wild card if they were to get in, but they're, they're limping into the playoffs if they were to get in. Lost right. three of the last four, four of the last six, and um, yeah, the the I, I agree about the Tell quarterback. You- 
not having Peyton behind there is uh, different coming into the playoffs, you know? Dolphins are going to beat Buffalo this week, and they're going to be at 10 wins with Matt Moore at the helm. I think the Dolphins are better than we're giving them credit for. Uh, their defense is really good, and they really turned things around. They were one of the worst teams right right there with Cleveland when the season started. Adam Gase done a heck of a job. They suck at playing in the cold. I think the Bills are going to beat them, actually. Okay. So that's why I have the Dolphins not making it. But, okay, that's the AFC for us. We hope we're right. If not, uh, let us know. <laughs> going over to the NFC, guys, who do you have in, and then who are the wild card? Vinny, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> All right. NFC. So gracious. <laughs> got Cowboys at one. Um, I think Seahawks, two, Falcons, three. Um, and here, I, I want to go. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Lions, four. I know this is boring. This is, this is what it's projected to be right here. The Giants, five, Packers, six. Although, Packers, very dangerous. Very dangerous, six. Right. I like all those. I, I would stay with those. The only reason why I think I, the Lions are going to win the division is because it's at Detroit the last week of the season against Green Bay. I think they win in in the in their dome. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Lions to win their division. Falcons, Seahawks, Cowboys, of course. Giants are going to be in there. Either Redskins or the Packers for that last seed. I'll go with the Packers, but I could see the Redskins getting in there at 9-6-1. and one. But They would beat the Packers, actually, wouldn't they? If the Packers lose, if the Packers only win nine games, they lose to the Lions the last week of the season, and the Redskins beat the Giants and they beat the the the, the Bears this week, then the Redskins would get in. So I, I'll change my pick to the Redskins getting in there with the Giants. That's a dangerous fix, you know? Yeah. I feel like you're stealing all my thunder, Christian. Oh, you were going to go with that? I was indeed. I have the. I mean, this. Vinny says it's Very boring. Very interesting. Vinny says it's <laughs> boring, but what Vinny thinks is boring, I think is true. The fact is, sometimes we just know what's going to happen. The Cowboys, obviously, number one. Seahawks, Falcons. I do believe the Lions are going to make it. They're kind of shifty. They're not the fourth best team in the NFC. No, they're not. But they're a very good close game team, and Stafford has really had a resurgent year, so I I trust them to make it. Wild card, I think we have to go with the Giants. I think they're 10-5 and right now, even though they do have holes. They, again, are a top-four team in the NFC. Tampa will lose this week, I think, in New Orleans. That's why. Yeah, I think Tampa's going to actually win, but I I think they're going to then drop the ball week 17. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get in. I think next year is, is their year. The Packers, I would say Aaron Rodgers, how can you go against that? And the NFL, I think, would prefer the Packers to be in. Think about all these big names. Right. Seahawks, Cowboys, Giants, Packers. These are what you want oh, yeah. in, the, perfect for in the playoffs. Definitely. But I, I I really after listening to that uh, part of it was that interview with with Shanahan. I really am starting to believe in the in in the team from Washington and Kirk Cousins, and I think the Redskins will get in over the Packers. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the Redskins. This is actually the week I'm most consor- concerned with uh, with the Redskins for. I, Chicago at Chicago is not a gimme win. Um, Chicago almost beat Green Bay and. Um, which is why it's going to be impressive once the they Redskins are losing some games that they should win, especially last week uh, against um, Monday night against Carolina. All right, well that is our playoff predictions again. The third sleepers? and final transition to my fantasy segment, <laughs> the sleepers for Week 16. And I'm we're not going with any kind of transition. Okay, no, fine. no, no it was it. too corny last time. It. It'll no, work. Fine, it's fine. You just don't want to be a supportive <laughs> team member. It's all good. All Vinny, right, guys. Vinny's supposed to chime in with the sound this time, but don't worry, I won't put you on the spot. Vinny's Vinny. too busy I being. In, Vinny's too busy being interested in yeah, my picks. Yeah, being so. interested. Anyways, <laughs> at quarterback, guys, I'm ready to shock the world. <laughs> RG three. 
Oh, it's wow. a sleeper for me. That's he's, a disgusting pick, but uh, that's fine. Oh, man. Disgustingly <laughs> interesting. He's owned in only 3.8% of leagues and does play for the Browns, but he can get you points through the air and on the ground. Interesting. And, and, and I'm going to put asterisks around this prediction or sleeper pick. It's only if you're desperate for a QB, say your, your guy's gotten injured and you're looking around for someone. The Chargers have nothing to play for, and quite frankly, may not even be in San Diego next year, so you don't expect them to be motivated. In, the, in, in three of his starts... RG3 has ran for 31, 37, and 48 yards, which shows he can give you points on either end. Okay. And he knows, I believe, as well as the Browns, that this is his last chance potentially to show the league he can be a starter. I expect him to come out aggressive. I expect the Browns to come out aggressive because they want to show the city that they have some fight left in them. And all of this puts together that RG3 may surprise a few people, especially since he's only, like I said, 3.8% of leagues. Running back now, this may be kind of uh, boring, but Derek Henry again for the Titans. Now, we talked about Murray getting the majority of the carries, which is why I don't think Henry's a surefire start. That's a good pick. But I think he's been shown to get the ball in uh, some short yardage situations. He's been very sneaky scoring in two out of his last three games. So maybe as a flex, not a starting running back, but definitely someone that can help you out when Murray comes out. You know they're going to run regardless who's getting the handoffs. Uh, and he's gotten a minimum of at least eight carries over the last couple of games, so he's not getting phased out completely. He's a good player. And at wide receiver, Marquise Lee, who is owned in only 11.9 percent of the leagues by the that's Jack- a real Jaguars. sleeper right there. I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wake these guys up from a coma. I'm not, I'm not going easy <laughs> for you guys. I'm trying to help you out, Marquise Lee. Now he's played 94 percent of the Jaguars' offensive snaps, which, if you're decent at math, that's almost the majority. That's almost <laughs> complete every single one. They're playing the Titans, who are actually the worst fantasy defense against wide receivers. Interesting. And I expect the Jags to be down early in this game and for most of it. Now, they suck at running, so the only way they can come back is by throwing. Now, Blake Bortles may be disappointing as a quarterback, but more throwing opportunities will will mean more opportunities for Lee to catch it. Therefore, I believe a little bit more points than he may be expected to get. You certainly did your research. I appreciate that. And I like the Derrick Henry pick. He's a, he's really turned out to be a great pick in the second round. Um, a lot of people saw very stiff hips, not great change of direction, an overrated prospect uh, considering he won the Heisman. But he, he's ended up proving those doubters wrong so far, and he looks good for the Titans. Yeah, I don't really like running backs coming out of... Alabama. I think they run them so hard in Alabama. Right. They look good in Alabama, but coming into the league, you're exactly right. It's working out for the Titans, though. They have a great two-headed monster with Murray and, and, and Henry, and they're going to be very good in, in the next couple years, I think. Definitely, definitely. Especially in that bad division. Any thoughts, uh, Vinny, before we get going to the final part of the show? Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, respect for choosing uh, actual sleepers, and um, <laughs> yeah, the Henry pick, I'll agree with that. The, the Jacksonville matchup I like for, for Henry. Um, don't know much about the uh, Lee, the receiver, but um, from, from what I heard from you, uh, you, you convinced me if I were if I'm still alive in some league, which well, I'm unfortunate. A sleeper's not like start them for sure. A sleeper's like if you need, if you're desperate for someone or if you're trying to get a little bit of an edge, these are the guys that could do it. Mm. Anyways, all right, guys, I'm going to try and uh, channel my inner Corey Miller, who's the best probably for the his favorite part of the segment, the weekly picks. For this week's games, mostly Saturday Let's look games, into too. the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Okay, guys, <laughs> Miami and Buffalo. I'm gonna go to Vinny then Christian. What do you guys think? Miami, Buffalo. Miami. I'll go Miami. I already picked on the win. Yes. I'm going Buffalo. Carolina, Atlanta, Vinny. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I'm going to go with Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta's going to get a win. Atlanta media, Carolina secondary. That's sucks. a tough that's a tough game though. Uh yeah, closer than we may think. Christian, Chicago and Washington. Ah, uh, Washington barely, barely, barely. I like that. They have to, but they I'm putting have to win. Just because they have to win, they they can't keep losing these must win games. Vinny, I like Washington by more than barely. I think comfortable margin. Oh wow! Set, okay. send it, San Diego send it. and Cleveland. Ah, <laughs> uh, San Diego, Cleveland's so bad. Cleveland gets the first win if they're gonna do Ooh, it. Ooh, I like it. Vinny, 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 that pick was interesting. I have San Diego winning that game. Minnesota and Green Bay. Christian. Uh, Green Bay is going to win. Green Bay. I have Green Bay as Send well. It. Send it. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Vinny. Tennessee. Tennessee, man. Tennessee as well. They're desperate to get in. We already did New England, New York Jets. So Indianapolis and Oakland. Christian. Oakland. Mm. Oh. Cold. Yeah, I'm going to go switch that one. Colts, because Oakland doesn't have a lot to play for anymore, and the Colts do. Send it! <laughs> San Francisco, L.A. is the next one? San Francisco and, and L.A. Uh, San Fran, I guess? I don't know. L.A., L.A. I'll go L.A. Jared Goff's going to get the win. Big for the Jets, uh, considering L.A. is in front of them for the draft pick, I think. Vinny. Yeah, they're two bad teams. Uh, Rams, <laughs> I guess. Rams. I'm going L.A. to send it. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Vinny. Saints. I'm going. I'm going Saints too. I, I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to drop a very important game here. I send it. All New right. New Orleans, Arizona, and Seattle. Christian. Seattle. Seattle. Send it. <laughs> Cincinnati and Houston. Christian. Tom Savage. And the Houston Texans are going to lose to Andy Dalton and A.J. Green. Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati and an upset. Send it? Wow. <laughs> wow. We are on a roll here. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Vinny. Ooh, this is going to be a very good game. Pittsburgh, barely. Barely. This is, this is a good one. Uh, Pittsburgh, though. Baltimore is going to win this game, led by Joe Flacco. Oh, Mr. wow, December. we broke our streak. We broke our streak. Oh, it happens. <laughs> Kansas City and Denver, Vinny. Oof. Uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I'll go Kansas City. They're at home. Send it. <laughs> and the final Monday night, Detroit and Dallas. Christian, take it away. Tough one. Very tough one. Uh, I'm going to stick with Detroit because it's in Detroit. I mean, not Detroit. Uh, Dallas because it's in Dallas. Yeah, I like Cowboys, too. Close game, though. Detroit's going to win this one, guys. They have to. They, they have, have to, to win it. Let's do this. That is our weekly picks, I believe, unless I forgot anything. No, I, that's, that is it. That is it. And that is it for our show. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. We had such a fun time. Again, I am Reed Horner, your host for Christian Goey, Vinny DeBellis. We all wish you, I could think, all happy holidays. Anything yep. you guys want to say before we go? Happy holidays to all. Enjoy it with your family and uh, enjoy some football and some basketball. I can't echo that. Happy holidays. <laughs> Got some good sports on. All right, guys. Till next time. Have a great holiday.